All right. Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with The Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone with a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. And so I am really enthused to have on the show today, Robert Marchuk. And Robert Marchuk is a senior healthcare executive. We're going to go under a, a lot of different topics. He'll bring about a lot of thoughts and, and um, thinking on innovation in healthcare, but I'm not going to steal his thunder. Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anthony. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you on. Thank you for making time. Really appreciate it. Robert, tell us about you. Tell us about how you got started, but but your origin story. Take us back and maybe through the series of events and circumstances that have led you to where you're at today. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be happy to. You know, I, I've always said I, I wish I was one of these people who got into healthcare based on, you know, some life-changing event in, the, in, your, in your family or your personal life. But I, but that wasn't me. Um, I honestly got into healthcare almost by accident, if you will. Um, you know, I never thought about anything in healthcare <clears throat> when I was in high school and even the first few years of college. And one day I was just, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up and uh, didn't think the path that I was on at the time was the right one for me. And, and honestly, I looked into a healthcare education um, in the imaging uh, realm and uh, said that would be a great thing to get into. It's in high demand and I can go back to school part time if I wanted to and, and do something else. So that really started me on the path to healthcare. And, and honestly, when I started school around that and I started getting more and more deeper into it, you know, I then realized that that was my calling. It's something that really came natural to me. It felt right. And I, I've been in love with, with the healthcare um, delivery ever, ever since. Um, you know, I started on the clinical side early on in my career. I spent many years at an academic teaching uh, medical center. Um, and then I got into administration almost 20 years ago. I decided um, one day I would go back and get my master's degree and, and try and get into the, the business side of healthcare, if you will. And worked my way up in, in uh, the system from a director of, of imaging as my first leadership role um, to a vice president um, at, a, at a system level overseeing you know, 19 different hospitals. So um, each step along the way has been a great journey, especially when you take the opportunity to, to pause and look back to see really where you came from and everything that has affected your career and your life to that point. And, and to this day, healthcare is, is still my calling. I'm passionate about caring for people. I'm passionate about the delivery of healthcare. And I'm actually really excited about the direction this country is going in when we start looking at some of the changes that are taking place in the future. <clears throat> this is great, Robert. Yeah, I really appreciate your background, what you've, what you've done up to this point in your career. And obviously, you're very future-focused, very innovation-focused. And I guess along those lines, tell us a little bit about a, a topic in healthcare or something that you've been working on in healthcare, just something that you're really passionate about today. Tell us about you know the how and the what about it, but also tell us why you're passionate about it. So I think one of the things I'm most passionate about in healthcare is the use of telemedicine to engage patients. And I want to change the nomenclature from telemedicine per se, because that in my mind is you know a, a video interaction between a patient and a, and a provider to more of a virtual care. Um, it, it's a project that, I, that I've worked on for the last four or five years and have seen tremendous growth in that area. 
And, and to me, using virtual methods of patient engagement is a real game changer, especially when you have the ability to leverage expertise, leverage providers in a large urban market and bring them into virtually into a, a rural market um, to see patients, to interact with patients, to treat patients, um, where previously that specialty hasn't been available. Um, you know, a lot of our small rural communities in California are, are extremely underserved and it's difficult to recruit providers there because either you don't have enough volume to keep, you know, one provider um, busy all the time or it's just not a desirable place to live. And so by bringing these, these physicians in um, to that community virtually, it really adds benefit to, to the health care that's, that's delivered in that community. It gets you know, patients seen more quickly. It hopefully averts any kind of admission into a hospital. It's it's an economic factor because for the patient because now the patient doesn't have to a take a take time off work, find childcare, find transportation, and leave their community, which could be several hours away, to find healthcare, um, even if they can get in within a timely fashion. So, in in my mind, delivering healthcare through these innovative technologies is, is a real game changer. Super, super interesting and fascinating, right? You know, you have a, an interesting capacity model there with telemedicine and kind of connecting all these, all these providers. And it's an interesting, um, you know, time with the movement that you mentioned. Um, tell us a little bit more about maybe um, some things that excite you about maybe some specific services or what, 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 are, what are some tipping points needed to still come to fruition for, for this phenomenon to be more you know, common, I, I should say, across uh, healthcare in, a, in America here? Yeah, so I think we've just scratched the surface as, as a society using this type of technology. And, and there's, there's many different technologies under the umbrella um, of telehealth or telemedicine um, that can really be tailored to a, to a specific clinical case or business case. Um, and so I spoke just a little bit about, you know, bringing a specialty provider into a, a rural area uh, via telemedicine into a, a rural health clinic. There's opportunities, and I think we've all seen it, with mobile applications where, um, you know, patients can interact with a physician on their iPhone for what I would describe as, as kind of, um, you know, your very low acuity or, or kind of the walking well type things, the colds, the sniffles, and, and those sorts of things. There's also technologies around for monitoring uh, patients. So, you know, whether there are scales that can be electronically downloaded your weight, whether there's some sort of um, glucose monitor that you can download into the system um, <clears throat> that you can actually engage with the patient before they've come into the ER with, you know, elevated um, weight gain or an elevated glucose level and that sort of thing. And so the technology is continuing to evolve. It's getting cheaper. It's getting more accessible. Um, and I think that, you know, as we go down this road, we're really going to be able to create and be innovative in how we use these different technologies to really complete the healthcare, the healthcare spectrum. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be really exciting. I don't know of anyone who has done this really well. Um, but to be able to go back and actually measure the health outcomes of a community that has had telemedicine brought to that community. Mm. If, we, if we can affect, um, you know, the, the health, so readmissions, the incidence of disease, the incidence of heart attacks and so forth, if we can lower that in a given population, we've really 
come on to something that that's incredible and and really working towards the goal of making our communities healthier mm. yeah absolutely absolutely that is exciting that would be an interesting data set you know to look at obviously it'll probably tell a really healthcare systems for, for a while and on the provider side for a while and looking at these different solutions obviously adoption is really key can you speak a little bit about what are from a from a provider's perspective how do solutions that emerging solutions innovative solutions like telemedicine and, and things like this um, you get bombarded and how do I went to steps with these types of technologies. How do they evaluate them? How do they assemble them into their ecosystem? So maybe you could tell us a little bit about the adoption process. And we have a lot of listeners that are from a health tech perspective. They're always trying to get their solutions to be used in pilots or, or mass adoption in provider settings. Um, what are some differences in, in, in adoption? Uh, you, you cut out during a large part of that, but I think I can. Oh, oh, so, you're asking. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. It was more more question around adoption and yeah. you know, what's the process for adopting solutions. Yeah, like yeah, no, very good. So you know, it's interesting when we first started the initiative um, to really get our arms around this at a system level. <clears throat> the adoption was actually very slow, and I think across the nation, the adoption for telemedicine has been exceedingly slow. And I think there's there's several different reasons. Uh, number one, the technology um, it, it can be a little bit a little bit intimidating for the patients. Um, it wasn't as reliable. Um, I don't think you know several years ago, and each year it keeps getting better and better. Um, and we've seen a real groundswell um, in the adoption of telemedicine over the last two to three years. Um, I think that has to do again with some of the technology, but I think that has to do with where the payers are really aligning and supporting it as well. You know, five years ago, there wasn't a lot of reimbursement for, you know, video visits. There, it, there was, you know, some in Medicare, some in Medi-Cal here in California, um, but it wasn't really widely adopted. We've seen legislation go through and we've also seen the private payers really taking the lead step in, in adopting this and, and reimbursing for it. Um, you know, when I, when I set up the program with, with our providers, I didn't get a lot of pushback or, or difficulty in finding specialty providers. Um, it was interesting because they, they knew the value of this type of technology. Most of them thought it was pretty cool and pretty innovative and wanted to be part of it. But also, too, it helps enhance their own practice without adding any overhead to what they're doing. And they could bounce from person in-person visit in their office to a telemedicine visit in, in their own private office in, in the same building very, very quickly. So the adoption with, with the providers giving the service was actually pretty, pretty rapid. Um, the adoption with the referring physicians, however, was a little more difficult to really to really kind of grow. Again, as physicians, they hear about this in their societies, they understand the value of it, they, they think it's kind of neat for their patients, but they've got very well established practice patterns in many, case, and many cases. And to try and change those referral patterns can be difficult, and, and rightfully so. They've, they've trusted this specialty physician for many years to treat their patient. Now if they go to a telemedicine physician and this patient needs something that can't be handled during telemedicine, what are they supposed to do? 
Um, but I think, you know, in my experience, just working with the doctors, finding a physician who is in a, in a market who is a, really a physician champion of the benefits of what this can bring to their practice, their patients, even their referring physicians um, is, is a real key. I think on the patient side, um, the adoption really has to be driven by um, by, the, by a caregiver of some sort. So whether it's, again, their primary care physician office that they go to or their third-party insurance payer that they can call up and say, hey, I have this, how can I get, get help? And it's really about scripting how a telemedicine visit works. Um, you know, the, the standard of care should not be any different in a telemedicine visit versus an in-person visit. The only difference is the, the methodology by which the visit, visit happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Robert, this is really, yeah, no, I appreciate you breaking that down and unpacking, you know, this, the, the dimensions there of, of adoption with solutions like telemedicine. Um, Robert, tell us a little bit about, um, along those lines, I, I mean, tell us a little bit about the future, right? So you're very future focused and, and focused on innovative solutions like this have been, you know, not just purchasing, but rolling them out, evaluating them. But um, when it comes to the future of healthcare, tell us some things that you're really excited about and, and, and really excited about seeing come to fruition. So I think in the future we're going to see, and it's happening now, but I think it'll still accelerate. We're going to see patients taking more and more accountability and responsibility for their own health care. And they're going to be able to do that through technology. You, you can't open a, a newspaper nowadays um, and not see one of the tech companies in Silicon Valley making a, a full effort into what the future of healthcare is going to look like, um, whether it's Apple or Google or Microsoft mm-hmm. or, or hundreds of other startups. So we're going to see those technologies really start um, bending the curve, if you will, or really start disrupting how we deliver healthcare um, in the future. We're going to focus on keeping patients healthy mm-hmm. and the- are going to have a vested interest in staying healthy and we're going to give them the tools to be able to support that journey whether it's through education whether it's through um, uh, medication compliance monitoring and so forth i think that we'll be able to with this technology finally get to a true population health um, type of health system in this country um, which is where we're trying to get to, but we're still balancing this world of fee-for-service versus you know, incentives for, for taking care of a population. I think it's the right thing to do personally um, in, in, in doing that. I think as healthcare and hospital administrators, when we get excited for the flu season because it fills our hospital beds, it's a little bit of a perverse system, if you will. Right. Um, and when we finally get to that tipping point with some of these technologies that enable us to get there, um, it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be a win-win for for the patients. Yeah, this is this is great, Robert. Well, I, I appreciate this. You know, I well, a few things. I appreciate you sharing your origin story with us, what you're working on or passionate about in healthcare, and absolutely sharing, you know, what you feel the the future of healthcare looks like. It does feel like accountability, you know, and, and you know, it's more like consumerization, right? And putting things back in the hands of the consumer. Uh, there's a tremendous opportunity. I, the knowledge is there, right? So everyone's doing a million Google searches before they go <laughs> to the doctor and during the doctor, but at least, you know, a streamlined set of, uh, you know, core principles and tools that are very modernized for people to engage in, you know, really feels like it's it's right in front of us. 
So right. lots of interesting converging factors too. You know, um, you know, I'm here on Silicon Valley, and so I'm, I see it, I hear it, I'm in it daily. And you mm -hmm. know, tech companies that you know didn't even have a healthcare strategy before now, you know, are hiring you know 50, 60, you know, 200 people in a department mm -hmm. in a short period amount of time. So it's it's fascinating, it's exciting. Yes. I, I appreciate you sharing, you know, you know your viewpoints, uh, you know, about this market and what's going on. Uh, Robert, let me ask you: if our listeners would like to get a hold of you or engage with you, what would be a great way to do so? Sure. The best the best way is my my email address, and I can give you that. It's r marchuk r m a r c h u k at sbcglobal.net, or they can reach out to me through LinkedIn. Super, super. Well, Robert, thank you so much for being on the show. We'll link we'll link to that in the show notes. Um, to our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show, and this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. Robert, again, thank you so much, and for th thanks for making time to be on the show. My pleasure, Anthony. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much.